From the Financial Times in London, I'm Martin Arnold, Banking Editor, and this is FT News. There have been serious problems with the fast-growing marketplace lending or peer-to-peer lending industry in the US. Some of the leading names, such as Lending Club and Prosper, have been hit by governance and conflicts of interest problems, as well as a withdrawal of some of the big institutional investors that have backed the platforms. Here to discuss this with me is Ridian Lewis, founder and head of Ratesetter, the UK peer-to-peer lender. Ridian, the problems of the US peer-to-peer marketplace lending industry seem to hinge on the fact that they've switched from the true peer-to-peer model of taking money from retail investors and lending to consumers and switched to more of an institutional funding model. And that institutional funding is drying up a bit and that's causing them serious problems, as well as these kind of teething problems of governance around some of the biggest companies. That's right. I think the teething problems are quite company specific. And I think it's a young industry and it's growing up fast. And as governance coming into businesses is always a rocky period. But if there's good fundamentals to the business, it will get through that and it will emerge. And I'm sure that'll be the case with some of the platforms in the US and also in the UK. I think that's right. I think that there's been a a stark contrast in the way the US and the UK have gone. In the US, they grew quicker through basing their model on institutional funding. Whereas in the UK, many platforms have decided to pursue a slower but more considered growth, in our view, via retail funding. And I think we're beginning to see the merits of that. And I think, you know, a lot of people see peer-to-peer as meaning kind of person-to-person. I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. I think peer-to-peer really refers to kind of investor-borrower as opposed to investor-bank-borrower. So it's kind of that direct contract is what peer-to-peer means. But I think you know the key point is that we've always believed at Ratesetter that you've got to put retail first because it's a much more loyal form of funding and also it's less expensive. I mean, institutional money is basically just retail money sort of wrapped again. And our view of the merits of peer-to-peer lending is the ability to cut costs and therefore give better value to the end customer. Cut so out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. institutions are adding that middleman. It's just another middleman. So, we, But you don't have any institutional funding in your platform? We are 95% funded by retail. The reason why we have 5% institution is the strategy of a diversification of funding. So in a way, in the same way that banks, they are... 60 to 70 percent funded by deposits they could probably be 100 percent funded by deposits but the reason why they choose to have some long-term debt some institutional funding is optionality is to say that these types of capital they tend to perform differently or show different characteristics in different stages of the cycle so it's good to have some diversification but we are predominantly 95 percent retail is it fair to say that the problems we've seen in the u.s marketplace lending sector have not been transmitted yet to the European one, particularly the UK? Well, I think there's another important difference, which is in the UK, the government here has identified peer-to-peer lending as a good force and is being quite encouraging. And therefore, together with industry, it has sought regulation at an earlier stage in the development of the industry. So the UK is further ahead in its development in terms of regulation. And I think that's put the brakes on the industry a little bit in the last year, but probably for long-term gain. So the industry is now very close to being fully regulated. And that has meant that it's sort of fast forwarded a lot of these governance issues. And whereas I think the US took a view that let's just let this thing get big and then worry about it. I think the UK tried to nurture it and they've regulated it earlier.
So regulations perhaps prevented some of these problems from manifesting themselves here in the UK. But there are a lot of people now who are saying after several years of incredible hype and excitement and talk about the growth of marketplace lending and the potential for it to take 30, 40% of the total lending to the consumer particularly, but also talking about you know mortgages and SME loans as well. Some of that bubble is starting to deflate. Do you think that the bubble's bursting or do you think it's just some growing pains? I think it's growing pains. I mean, I think it's very predictable. You tend to see people kind of overbuy things. And then I think we're probably going to go see a stage where they oversell them. And young businesses, you know, it's a matter of style. Some people like to go out and say big numbers to sort of create some effect. Our view at Ratesetter, at least, is that we should take a very long-term approach, that this is a 10 to 15-year trend. And as we say internally, we think the tortoise will overtake the hare. So we're happy to take a more measured pace of growth. Because our view is that these things just take time. But what has occurred is a fundamental legal and regulatory breakthrough, which is now loans are available to be bought by retail investors. And that's a positive thing. There is a a fundamental difference between the US model where they book 90% of the revenue from peer-to-peer loans up front and only 10% over the life of the loan. So they need to kind of keep doing new business in order to keep generating revenue. Whereas, Rydian, I think you were saying, how much of your loans are you booking up front? So we made the switch two years ago to move more over the term of the loan, such that now 40% of our revenue is over the course of the loan. So we see this as more putting skin in the game. It means that you tend to be more circumspect about the lending you do. It also means conceptually you can slow down lending without your revenue falling over a cliff. So our view is that you can't have an industry whereby it is purely incentivized just to grow. It needs to be incentivized around quality as well. Yeah, this is an industry that's not fully been tested by a credit crisis, the true downturn in the credit cycle. I think it's completely fair. And I think that that's not a reason to say that it's not going to survive those. I mean, the rate set of provision fund, we expect to be able to withstand an increase in default. That is the way the business has been set up. I think that that is the question that people are asking, and it's a valid one. And this business model is not going to prove itself over six or seven years. It's going to prove itself over 15 and 20 years. Brilliant. Thanks very much. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.